Thank you all for coming, those who know me, those who have met me, those who are just seeing me for the first time. Although it may seem like the first time, it's nice to see you again. For none of us are new to each other. We continually go through our lives reminding each other that we know each other, reminding each other that we're familiar, reminding each other that we've all met each other once before, danced to dance, talked to talk, had a walk together, shared wisdom, love, peace, all those wonderful things that we know we've shared with each other in many ways. However, unfortunately, the thing we sense most when we meet somebody for the first time is all the things that might make us feel a slight bit uncomfortable, insecure, fearful. So let's put those things aside out of habit and instead feel the first things we are meant to feel when we meet somebody, which is a sense of comfort, companionship, knowing, peace, love, understanding, all the things that make us what we really are. It's a pleasure to be here today and speak on this topic. It's always a pleasure because I never know what the topic is until I'm told the topic. But this topic was truly exciting when I, when I was given it yesterday. It was basically one word. And all I was given was the one word. Um, and then after I'm given the one word, I start to feel the message come through me, and the, usually the day before. And, and even as I'm sitting getting ready, I feel the different components of the message coming through and I start to be able to have some idea of what I'm going to be speaking on. This is a wonderful message because today we are going to speak of a message of truth. What is truth? What does truth really mean? How does it affect us? It's a pretty important word when we think about it, isn't it? A lot of things are based on truth, aren't they? We can all start from the beginning and realize that when we're very young, we're told that we are supposed to tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's very important to tell the truth. I have two young boys, and I tell them the most important thing in the world is to tell the truth. Okay. I've reflected on a lot of my truths in the last day and realized that truth has become a little bit disconcerting. It's become a little bit distracting. I look at the way the truth is used in the world, and I realize today that many people have many different truths, and in fact... We all have our own truth. We would like to say that we live with one truth, but when really, truth is very much a byproduct of what you've experienced, what you've gone through in your life. What have been the circumstances that surrounded you in your reality? Well, the truth is, if everyone's truth is different, what value does truth really have? What value does your truth have compared to my truth, or your truth, or your truth, or your truth, or your truth. Because we could all see a situation, and we would naturally want to apply our truths to that situation, and we would have an interpretation of whether that situation was good, bad, indifferent, catastrophic, minimalistic, and that would all be based on our truths being applied to that situation. It would also be based on the amount of information that we know. If none of you had ever known me before, ever seen me before, and I walked in like this, your truth would be telling you he's got some kind of injury. He's hurt himself. He suffered something. Some of you who know I can be a bit of a practical joker would probably think he might just be pulling people's leg trying to get a reaction to get him stimulated for what he's going to talk about. Some of you may think, what is he doing here? He can't even walk. We would all have a different impression of what it was really about, wouldn't we? 
we would all have a different impression of what, what was really going on in that moment, the truth of it. Well, what I'd like to help you understand today is that there is one truth, and it's not your truth or my truth or anyone else's truth. It is the truth. Well, you say, okay, that sounds great. How do I get to that truth? How do I make that truth tangible? How do I live my life based on that truth? Well, let's just look instead of what, what defines real truths over time. The first thing that defines a truth over time is its ability to, to prove itself to be consistently correct and important in the higher good of all, that it's a fair assessment of a situation that will apply again and again and again and again and again, and it'll always lead to the same place every time, whether it's in this country, in this culture, in this building, anywhere, it's going to lead to the same place every time, no matter how you apply to it. Fundamental truth, okay? It's going to hold, it's going to stand the test of time. Well, you can look at different cultures and different nationalities, and, and I want to make a big difference here. There's beliefs, and then there's truths. People get the two very much confused. They believe what they think to be true. They then extrapolate and say, because I believe this to be true, it therefore makes it a what? Truth. We've all done this. It's not a place of judgment with me, ever. It's about accepting that we all believe something to be a certain way, and because we believe it, we then label that as a truth. And then we take that truth and we apply it to every situation that we're experiencing in our life, don't we? And we start to have judgments and opinions and reactions based on whether that situation resonates with our truth or doesn't. This is an ever-changing, ever-evolving process, which is what I'd like you to all come to grips. And I'll bring this back to this point again and again and again. The truth is an evolving process. It is not a finite thing. You cannot say that because something is this way, it is always going to be this way. We can look back through history and we can identify many truths that we came to as human beings that have since been proven false, can't we? I mean, they're, they're infinite, for God's sakes. Let's start with the biggest one, okay, in our perceptual conception of truth. That, was, that the world was flat. Now, we laugh about that, you know, and we should. We, should, we really should take it lightheartedly. But for a long time, we really believed that was true, didn't we? I mean, we believed if you sailed a boat far enough out, you would fall off into an abyss. There would be nothing there. And that shaped the way we thought, the way we explored, the way we prayed, that shaped everything in our lives, didn't it? That, that truth that we believed was to be, it was it. There's a lot of truths that we believe. Look at the different religions, and I think religion is a wonderful tool to bring people towards God. And I think in the heart of every religion is the draw to bring people closer to God. It's the purpose of every religion. It's the truth of every religion. However, the belief in religion allows that to become a human-controlled mechanism instead of a divinely-controlled mechanism. And unfortunately, then, many religions, if not all on some level, become compartmentalized, and they start to rely on belief 
instead of the fundamental truth of what, the of what that process is really, really supposed to be accomplishing on some level. Because of that, all of a sudden the truth within the belief system, religious or otherwise, political, they're all the same, they become a reason for conflict. Do you understand that? Whether it was the simple example that I gave you in a simple circumstance that caused conflict, or we look at these major belief systems that claim these truths based on beliefs that then cause multifaceted conflictual issues within the world. All of a sudden, something that is supposed to bring us to God in effect becomes something that separates us from God because the things that these truths ask us to believe in do nothing but cause conflict between us and everybody else who doesn't believe the exact same truth that we do. How is that purposeful? How is that the purpose of truth? I think we all agree that when I defined truth in the beginning, it kind of made sense, didn't it? Stands the test of time for the higher good, brings us all to the higher place of connection with God. How are the majority of truths that we are believing in today doing that? It's time to stop. It's time to stop believing in truth, the truth that you've known. It's time to start believing in the truth, the truth. I'm always open, and, and everyone who's come to hear my messages knows there's at least one time in a message when I will share an experience of my own. It's very personal. And I do this openly and honestly because of what I'm going to speak of after I talk to you about this part right now. I have a very, um, I'm very blessed. I have a very clear field. I really see things for what they are. It doesn't stop me from reacting sometimes. I'm human. I'm perceptual. And at times I am triggered by my remaining personal truths to go into a reactive field and have emotions that I find to be human, but less than acceptable in certain situations. That being said, point is, I can feel when something is not resonating within me the right way. I can feel when I'm not at peace, because I'm at peace so much of the time, which is the biggest blessing that God's allowed me to bestow upon myself through my hard work and through his grace, that I can tell when I'm not at peace. And when I'm not at peace, I am very actively open to God telling me why I'm not at peace because I want to be at peace as much as I possibly can. So I'm feeling this feeling within me, and I'm thinking, okay, it's time to uh, release something. It's time to get to know something else about myself that I was unaware of, unconscious of, in denial of. It's all the same. So I start to pray. I start to pray. I start to pray, God, please enlighten me, show me, I'm open, I want to surrender, I want to know the truth. Week goes, week goes by. Now, put this in perspective. For me, a week going by without being enlightened to what it is that's causing this in me is like an eternity. For some of you all, you know, you're probably thinking, you know, geez, man, a week? You know, you're complaining about a week, but for me, it's usually like 30 seconds, a minute, like a day tops. Because I'm so sensitive to these things in my field that when they're not right, it really, really affects me. And with what I do every day, I'm a, I'm a vessel. I, I bring God through me, and I help people heal themselves with that. I'm just a conduit. I take no credit. 
but I need to take responsibility for the vessel because if I'm not taking responsibility for it, then I'm not doing as much as I can do to help everybody heal themselves. And there's a level of accountability in that that I don't use to harm myself or beat myself up, but it is what it is. It is what it is. So we go into the second week. Well, at this point, I'm starting to just get on my knees and literally just pray and surrender anytime I'm feeling it happening. I'm in bathrooms. I'm in my bedroom. I'm in my office between patients. And I'm starting to say, God, please just tell me what's going on so I can release this inside of me. I don't want it. Well, it was very interesting, and I want you to, I want you to hear the first, what's, I want you to hear and be aware of what your first reaction is going to be to the truth I'm going to tell you. And then I'm going to tell you not only how it applied to that, but how it applied on a greater level. God finally spoke to me. He says, do you really want to understand? Are you really ready to know what's going on? Are you really ready to let this change? I said, yes, by all means, I'm ready. He says, okay, then. I want you to give me my children back. I said, I said what do you mean you want me to give you? And even in hearing it, I said, you mean you want me to give you, you know, my boys? You want my boys? And he said, no, I want my boys I want my boys. Now, any of you who don't know of me or haven't heard my, my uh, messages or my introduction CD, I'll give you the information that you need to do to understand the relevance of this story. Far before my wife was even pregnant, I was in a meditation. A hand was shown to me. There was a child in that hand. God spoke to me and said, I'm going to give you a son. His name's going to be Gabriel. That moment was immediately followed by a complete emotional breakdown. Sobbing, happiness, tears. Well, the interesting part is that my wife wasn't even pregnant for two to three more weeks. So this was an obvious example that I'm giving you, excuse me, I'm giving you this child. You're not having it. You're not owning it. I'm giving it to you. Now, I know a lot of us in this room have had children, okay? And you didn't even have the benefit of having a vision that you're going to have a child, okay, that it's going to be a boy, that you're going to call it Gabriel, and you're going to know about it two to three weeks before your wife's even pregnant, okay? So on some level, you had a little more laxity to believe that they're your kids. But I'm telling you, even being told that, I was still claiming these kids as my kids. It was still a truth, wasn't it? My kids. That's the truth. They're my kids. Okay. So I said immediately upon realizing all this, I said, you're right, they're your kids. He says, you need to let me take care of your, you need to let me take care of my children. Now, upon first hearing this, I realized I was surrendering my children, which was, to be honest with you, once I realized the truth behind it, it was an incredible relief because I was getting too caught up in my children's issues. And they're really their issues. They're my children in that moment before I surrendered, but they were still their issues. Upon surrendering all that, I realized God wasn't asking me to give up my children. He was asking me to give up all of you. That I couldn't care about taking care of any of you anymore. I had to just trust in the truth, the truth, that if I am present, loving, caring, in a state of peace and balance to the best of my abilities, God will come through me and help you take care of yourselves. 
that I don't need to be involved in that. You probably can imagine on some level, but on many levels you can't, what a relief that surrender finally was. Because I'm working with all of you who I love so much every day. And anyone knows, anyone who knows me and comes to see me, you know, everyone who comes to see me is my friend. We hug, we talk, we're... There's an intimate relationship. There's not just a doctor-patient relationship. There's time shared. There's conversations had. Moments are taken beyond medicinal care, holistic or otherwise. For me to be free of that relationship on a responsibility level was enormous. Enormous. I could then understand why it took a couple weeks for me to come to it. Because to make that shift in consciousness... I needed to have a little time to start surrendering, 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 surrendering. So when I finally realized what I was surrendering to, I was in that place to say, oh, yeah, take it. Done. Truth. The most important thing that I want to come back to now in sharing this story is the truth is only as good as the source of the truth. All of us contain a certain level of truth in everything we are, everything we say, everything we'll become. We all contain that truth. Why? Because we're all of God. We are all of the truth. So we have to contain it in us. We know it. In fact, we all have a perfect example of the truth right within us. Okay? The problem is, is that the truth doesn't always match up with our truth. Now, in my simple example in the story I gave you, which truth was better? Was my truth better? Okay. Or was the truth better? Which one was better? Mine or the? The. I benefited on so many levels from the truth. I was able to relax more. I was able to be present more. <clears throat> I was able to be more understanding. I was able to be more compassionate. I was able to be more loving. I was able to be more peaceful. I was able to be everything that I wanted to be more when I gave up my truth for the truth. But I struggled and resisted and, and suffered holding on to that truth like, <clears throat> man, I needed it. <clears throat> I had to hold on to it. Because if I didn't hold on to my truth, okay, I'd be doing something what? Wrong. Because ever since you're brought up, it's about the truth. And you do, the, you know, there's this truth. You've got to believe in this truth. You can't let go of that truth. You always got to tell the truth. Live your truth. Okay? I think that works really, really well if it's the truth. <clears throat> the problem is when it becomes your truth. Or my truth. A big, a big misunderstanding happened there, didn't it? When they all became your religion, or my religion, or this religion, or that religion, instead of just the religions. As long as they were just the religions, it gave them all a chance and an openness to interact with each other without conflict. But when there became ownership, and emotional attachment to these situations, whether they're relationships within family structure, religious structure, corporate structure, all of a sudden there became defined barriers that made something right or wrong. And as soon as we do that, we're in a place of judgment. And as soon as we do that, we're no good to anybody, especially ourselves. 
Source of truth. Okay, so let's think about this now. You have a great example in my life I showed you. Anyone who's a parent here, anyone who's even loved anybody, which I think that's everybody, knows the feelings that I displayed, didn't they? You know, you love somebody. You care about somebody. You, you want to help somebody. You want to, you, you want, this is what you really want to understand with this, which is one of the biggest truths that no one really wants to come to grips with. You really want to be responsible. Okay? I'll ask you all a very simple question right now. What do you all think you're responsible for? What do you really think you're responsible for? You know, I, I've got a lot of news for you, okay? It's one word. Nothing. You look at the size of the cosmos, the universe, the solar system, the galaxy, the planet. What are you really holding yourself responsible for? That gives you the right to not be responsible enough to the truth. You use all these things in your life, these responsibilities, these concerns, these worries, these fears, you justify them all within your own truth as a reason to walk away from the truth and feel good about it and feel justified. I've done it. I'm not judging you all. But come on, guys, gals, fellow human beings. We're insane. Anyone who can argue it, I'm here. We're missing the fundamental truth. Why? All right, now let's look at, first of all, why do we not want to come to this truth? Why do we not want to come to this truth? And then I'll help you understand you know, basically what this truth is, help remind you of it. Why don't, we, why don't we want to come to it? Because, and this isn't, you know, you know, brand new big light bulb going off for any of you, okay? Because we have egos, we have minds, and I want you to remember this. The mind, ego is the mind. The two are together. The mind can be a friend, the mind can be a foe. The mind wants to believe, because of the perceptual nervous system, that it has some type of control over what's really going on. Because it has control on a microcosmic level, I want to raise my right hand. I want to stand on one leg. Because it has control on that small, finite level, it wants to, just like we talked about the truth, it wants to extrapolate that control all the way out and say, well, because I can do this, I can make sure someone in my family never has a problem. How do we go from this to someone in my family is never going to have a problem? I'm going to take care of everything. It brings you to a total place of humility, doesn't it? But it's just the truth, the truth. You do have control over this, by the grace of God, you know, always. Everything goes back to that. But because you can do this, doesn't mean you can do this. Instead of thinking that way, I like to wake up every day and say, from someone who has suffered from severe physical pain, or I couldn't get out of bed and do this, I did walk like this. I get up every day and say, thank you for letting me do this. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for my presence. Just for my presence. That's it. That's all I want to thank you for. Everything else is you. I'm in wonder. 
Thank you for my presence. Because you know what? Until you've lost being able to do this or being able to do this, being able to put your pants on without crying, you don't know how lucky you are to do this. And so what do we do? We draw ourselves into situations where we have to lose something, suffer something, so we can then feel thankful for what was there in the first place. This isn't the truth. This is your mind continuing to tell you that because it can do this, it can do all this. And it's going to prove it to you no matter how many times you end up getting screwed going from A to Z. Stop. You're not going to win. You're a finite individual in an infinite reality if you have that belief system. As you become thankful for just being able to do this, you become an, an infinite within an infinite. You become a, 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 a fi an infinite piece within an infinite reality. That then gives you access, leading right into what I was going to tell you, to the truth. Because as an infinite within the infinite, you're in that truth. You're not, you're not speaking it, living it, wanting it, searching for it, trying to find it. You are within it. When you're within it, it's you. When it's you, you surrender. When you surrender, the truth is all around you. Not your truth, the truth. We're all trying to define ourselves outside of that and show what we can do outside of that and show what we can control outside of that and show how successful we can be outside of that and show how much money we can make, friends we can have, or whatever outside of that. And even if you're given credit to that for all these things, which is the first step, if you're still trying to do all these things, you're outside of that. When you get inside of that, none of that matters. Why doesn't any of that matter anymore? Because you know the truth, which is none of it matters. It doesn't matter what you had. It doesn't matter what you made. It doesn't matter what you think you accomplished in this world. It's all about being within that infinite and saying, Thank you for letting me just do this. Because the amazing part is, when you're in that place of thanks and praise, this, touching somebody with this, praying for somebody with this, looking at somebody with these, and having an intention, then you can really make a difference in someone's life. Not because you're taking responsibility. That's the best part. But because you are surrendering all the things that you think you are capable of and defining yourself by, and you're saying, with the infinite coming through me and me giving all credit to that infinite and me focusing that infinite, I am infinite. What's possible then? Everything. And you're not defining what's possible anymore, okay? because of all the truths that you've accomplished in your life that tell you this is what you can do, this is what's possible, this is what can happen. And all these truths are based on your experiences that are all irrelevant. 
because we all have had experiences. Being infinite within the infinite allows a level of unification. Unification of you within God. And if we can all be in this space, unification of all of us within God. And in bringing people into that unification, then we are truly the one within the one God. Not you and me. The one. Not you and us. The one. The truth. If you can come to an acceptance of this truth, okay, and you can really come to hold it and understand it and, and really honor it, do we need all the rules and regulations anymore? Do we need all that? On an optimistic level, if everyone were one within the one, we wouldn't need government. We wouldn't need laws. We wouldn't need any of that. Because we would be governing our own hearts. We would be controlling our own consciousnesses because they would be one within the one. I want you to listen to this message that I'm telling you today because it is your salvation. You all think you have to conquer all these different things. I know. I thought I had to conquer them too. I had to let go of this. I had to let go of that. I had to do this. I had to do that. I had to stop doing this. I had to stop thinking that. I want you to know that I've come to a level of enlightenment now that helps me share a salvation with you. Just be the one within the one. You will naturally live that truth then. You'll naturally be drawn to it. And whatever you're experiencing in the midst of getting closer to it, it's just a part of you accepting and surrendering. You don't have to be concerned about what you're going to eat because if you're within the truth, you're going to eat the things that are in the highest good. You don't have to be concerned about how you're going to handle a situation at work. Because if you're within the truth, you're going to handle it in that, in that space of just trust and peace and love and compassion. And you're going, to, you're going to look at that person. And you're going to be in a space of honesty with that person. And the truth's going to come out of you. And it's going to help that situation go in the right direction. It might, always make, it might not always make that person feel good. But we're talking about what's going to help people get to the higher good. What I'm telling some of you today might not make you feel good. It might not really have been what you wanted to hear today. Because all your truths are just going. And you're going to walk in here going, God, I, I can't believe anything I used to believe anymore on some level. I've got to reevaluate everything. Praise God. I reevaluate myself on a spontaneous level. Every minute of my life, people say, how much do you pray? I says, I live my prayer. How much do you meditate? I live in my meditation. Where do you go to church? I am the church. I am it. I live it. I'm within it. It's me. I don't separate myself from that process. I don't give myself an excuse to say, I'm going to step out of my relationship with God for a few hours and, and go, uh, you know, control some things. And then I'm going to come back and, you know, and get back in where the bed's nice and warm and comfortable. I'll be right back. Let me just... You know, it's just, it's a little too much for me right now. People, those are the moments where you got to stay put. You got to hang on. You got to surrender. You got to ask for God's mercy. Not because God's doing anything to you, but you're asking God to save you from you. 
please save me from my own beliefs and truths in this moment. Help me to let go of what I know isn't the truth and accept what is the truth. That's what I was praying for every single time of the day that I fell to my knees. Mercy. Mercy. I think there's a misinterpretation that God is like some tyrant or something in the olden times. You know, it's a bunch of baloney. We're the tyrants. We're the slave drivers. We're the murderers. We're the betrayers. And as long as we believe that that's the truth, you're going to be stuck in that. What I told you all today is what? We're all the what? We're all the children. We're children. Children of God. Children of God. All created. We're all sons. We're all daughters. He didn't fight it. He knew the truth. This is it. This is it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to gain or what I'm going to lose. But this is the truth. Look at what a transformation people like Jesus and, and Gandhi and Buddha and Krishna, who just, this is the truth. What an impact they had on so many people in this world. You can have the same impact. Living within the truth doesn't mean you always know all the answers. It means you surrender when you don't, and you say, you know, I don't know what to do for you right now, but I love you, I can embrace you, and I can accept you just the way you are no matter what you're going through. And we can have that moment together. It's a wonderful way to be in the truth. It doesn't mean you can fix anything. The truth. I think everyone's starting to see right now that we haven't all been in our truths. You know, I ask everyone to, to look, at this, look at this today and, and evaluate what you really think to be true. And look at what you're what belief systems you have left that you're holding on to so tightly. And I guarantee you, whenever you're in a state of conflict, anger, pain, discomfort, anything like that, look at what you think to be the truth in that situation. Let it be the truth instead of your truth, because it won't be matching at that moment. You will feel an unbelievable level of peace and salvation come into you, and you'll be like, my gosh, I was, I, I was rescued from... This turning into this. The neat part is, as you come to embrace this, as you realize that this, okay, perceptual experience, that when you first begin to do this kind of awakening and you first start to turn your life over to God, this becomes like when you first start doing it, man, your body is the enemy. These perceptions are the enemy. Because, man, they are just making you become so aware of stuff all the time. And you're, you know, and you're exhausted. I remember I was there. You know, I'm still there in certain moments, and, and even to be there for two weeks in those moments. That's why I have such compassion for all of you. When you come to see me, I know what you're going through. I know how you're struggling. I know how you're suffering. I know you don't want to do it. And I know what's going on every day inside your heads. And I have such compassion for that. All I can do is continue to love you, open you, release you, help you to enlighten yourselves. And there's nothing more fulfilling than to see someone who used to go through life experiencing things that way and to see them come in and I'll say, so how is your life? And they'll say, you know, my life is really good. And I'll ask them, 
what, why is it so much better? What's so much better about it? And they won't say, I have a new job. They won't say, I'm making more money. They won't say, I have a new love in my life, which are all temporal things. They're going to come, they're going to go. They'll say, you know, I'm just really just more at peace. I'm able to just look at things and accept things, and I'm seeing why people are the way they are, and I'm able to have compassion for them. I'm able to forgive. That's the truth. That's the most fulfilling moment that I have in my life. And you know what? It's the same moment you can have in your lives all the time. Because you'll have that conversation with somebody. You'll reach out, and you'll be in this place, and you'll have that conversation. And boy, a month or two later, you'll see them, and they'll just be different. And it's not about you taking credit for it, because it's all about you not taking credit for it. You're not taking responsibility. But in that absence of responsibility and credit and that presence of love, you know you had an impact on them. And maybe when you're with them, they cried or they weeped. And sometimes they'll recognize it, and sometimes they won't. But you'll recognize it, and you'll see that you've made a change by being a part of the infinite in someone's life. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Source of the truth. Okay, let's look for the source of truth. We're all sources of truth on one level or another, aren't we? We're all sources of love. But we're all at different places of spiritual evolution. And there's no wrong place to be. And it's not about judgment. It's just about being aware that some people are at one level and some people are at another. And we're always going to be at different levels. No matter where you are in the world, no matter how many times you've been here, if you believe you're only here once or whatever you believe, there's always going to be a bunch of different people at a bunch of different stages. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Being one within the infinite doesn't mean we're all the same place. It means we're all accepting the oneness, having an unconditional level of love and acceptance for everyone above and below us, accepting that we learn from both situations. Both situations give us an opportunity to benefit ourselves and teach. And there doesn't need to be judgment. So in being in that space, you're going to encounter people that are at different places of spiritual involvement. Your intuition... It's a beautiful center that God gives you, the God eye, I call it. The truth, if you use it, allows you to look at somebody and just know where they're at. What are they capable of? What, where, where, what is their truths? Based on what their truths are, you have a pretty good idea of what, what their situation is going to be. Are they going to have certain issues, problems? You're going to know. You're just going to know. It's just a truth you're going to come to know as you experience this. As you do, you have that responsibility to what? To forgive. To not try and fix. To be compassionate. To love unconditionally. Because you know that those truths that are making them feel, feel bad or suffer, you can see them and say, instead of being judgmental, you can be compassionate and say, God, they're suffering. Why do I want to be upset with somebody who's suffering? What good is that? How am I helping? You can look at them and say, it's okay. It's okay. And you can help teach them, you know, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about how you're always reacting to things that it could be part of why you're sick? I love you. I care about you. I'd like you to take a chance to at least listen to this. If you can't accept it, I understand. I'm not insulted but I'd like you to just become aware of the fact that you're, you're living your life in a certain way and these things are happening and 
it would be really, really neat if you could at least hear a little bit of what I'm saying and maybe just think about it a little bit. It's not all your responsibility. It's not all your fault. Stop blaming yourself. A very simple conversation to have with everybody that you see as struggling. Isn't that far more productive than, than being upset with them for something they can't have any control over on some level? You know? And the more you do that, the more you're drawn to do it. And God will just place people in your lives and you'll just have amazing conversations and you'll touch them and, and, and you'll realize that we're all this one. That all of us who are at higher levels of spiritual consciousness, I used this analogy in one of the first talks I ever did. I said, I, I am blessed enough to truly believe that the way I lead my life and the way I think and feel and act <clears throat> on as many levels as I possibly can, I'm getting a really good hold on, on God. God's really got me in his hands and he's pulling me. He's pulling me hard. And so I tell everybody, grab on. Learn. I want to teach. I want to create a lot of people grabbing on to me. Because you know what? Then I want you to let everyone grab on to you. And as we're getting pulled as one of us gets pulled towards consciousness, all of us get pulled towards consciousness. And it's not about Keith leading the way. Keith's just holding on to all the infinite wisdom and love that's come before him. I'm not the beginning nor the end of anything. I am just playing my role, doing my part, contributing. If we all can take on that role of contribution, selfless contribution, we will be in the truth. Because if there is no self, okay, if there is no ego, then there is nothing left but the truth. Another analogy to think of in terms of the truth is to say, you know, the truth becomes known when we shed a little light on things. That we believe something to be something, and then we shed a little light on that, and then that the truth becomes known is one of the things we say a lot. <clears throat> well, there's nothing wrong with darkness. Okay, it has its point. It has its purpose. It's not about darkness being evil or negative or any of that kind of stuff. Darkness has its purpose. Without darkness, there couldn't be light. But to have, that, to have the truth be illuminated in you, you have to stay in the light. You have to be open to the light. You have to accept the light because the light will shine down upon you and show you these things that you just weren't seeing before. And today you were all here allowing me to shine a little light on some areas that may not have been getting enough light. And maybe some of you guys were getting all the light that I had to give today. And if you are, that's fantastic. And I honor you and I bless you and I think that's just wonderful. But always be open to that light shining down upon you. Always be open to that. At the same time, if you're interacting with somebody who's at a different level of spiritual consciousness than you, should we say someone who doesn't have as much light, please don't take what they're saying personally. Because it's not truth. The more light you have in you, the more truth you're going to contain. That's the, that's the thing. You don't come to find the truth. You don't come to learn the truth. You don't come to, you know, experience the truth, in my opinion. You surrender. And when you surrender control, when you surrender this ego, this self part of you that thinks you need to be doing everything and being controlled. When you do that, you naturally, the truth just comes within you. The title that I use for my talks is, is in no way, shape, or form from me. It was just, that was, the, that was the title. Getting out of your own way. Stop. Surrender. Be open. Things will change. 
And if they don't, there's a reason why, and you're supposed to learn something, surrender to something, grow from something in that moment. It's very simple. But I wanted to really help you all get a really good view about truth, your truth versus the truth. So what is this? What is this truth? How do we get in contact with this truth? Well, it happens naturally when you surrender, of course, okay? But it's really easy. Ask. Ask. How much time, because all of you aren't fortunate enough to be able to live in your prayer every day yet, live in your meditation, how much time do all of you take on a daily basis to pray? To really pray. To really experience the truth that sustains you. To experience that force of love, infinite love and gratitude that sustains you. How much time do you really take out of your day to bond with that, experience that? Well, I can tell you that if, if, you, if it's a very small amount, again, nothing's about judgment. But if it's a very small amount, you're spending a very small amount of time trying to shed light on things. You're going to have a lot of darkness in your life. Darkness to me is not, again, evil or negativity. It's suffering. You're going to be doing a lot of this because I can do this, I can do this. Because I can do this, I can do this. Because I can do this, I can do that. That is exhausting. But you're not spending enough time being a pupil of the light so that you can realize, oh, it's all about doing this. But you've been facilitated your entire lifetime to really believe that the truth is, if I do this, then I can do this. You're not going to overcome millions and billions and trillions of facilitated moments of thinking that this does this by, you know, praying for five minutes a day. Or going to church once a week. It's like putting a drop, of fresh, a drop of fresh water in the ocean and saying, now you can drink it. So, you wanted to know the truth. I'm telling you the truth. How do you get to know the truth? How do you get to hear the truth? How do you get to be as, as blessed and as gifted as I am that I get it coming through me, that I'm in contact with it, that I can feel something in me that isn't quite right and I can identify it and move through it? Work. Hard work, surrender, asking for mercy, eating the right things because it's the temple that God gave you, which is the truth. This is the temple. This is where you're having your experience. You're not going to feed yourself good food. You're not going to give yourself water. You're not going to exercise. The temple is not going to be a nice place to be, is it? And if you're not in a nice temple, okay, it doesn't mean you are perfectly fit, but you know what I'm saying here. Let's don't, don't, don't let your mind take it in place that make it something you know, critical. This is the basics. If you don't do those things, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage right off the bat. You're having to overcome something to get to where you want to go because you're choosing to believe that the truth is it doesn't really matter what I eat. The truth is I don't have to drink a lot of water. The truth is, you know, my, my uncle lived till he was 90 years old and he never exercised a day in his life. We're not talking about staying alive. I don't, if I'm alive 10 more days, I'm happy. If I'm alive 10 more minutes, I'm happy. It's about the experience that I'm having. 
It's about the level of consciousness that I'm achieving, the infinite evolutionary process of consciousness that will go on long beyond the time I'm in this body. But it doesn't give me the excuse to, to, to crap all over the temple. I'm putting myself at a disadvantage to accomplish the, the infinite goal. You got to do the basics, hard work. You know, hard work at first, but God Almighty, you know, I feel wonderful when I sit down to dinner and have, you know, some beans and greens and a big head of organic broccoli. It's wonderful to taste those foods and experience that energy that comes from those God made foods. It's a surrender. God made these foods, I'm going to eat them. I, that's the truth. He made these foods. I'm going to eat them. Done. He gave me this body. That's the truth. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to exercise. It's, it, it's it. it. It just is what it is. There's no reason to have any truth outside of the truth. This is your body. You've got to use it. You've got to exercise it. It needs water. It needs food. It needs love. Period. From that point, then the spiritual work begins. Praying. Meditating. Being in a space of spiritual connection every day putting yourself in the light as much as possible, day in, day out. Now, if you don't believe that the purpose of life is to try and experience a higher level of consciousness and understanding and peace, there's a very, very good chance that you are never going to come hear me talk again. <laughs> because I offer you absolutely nothing that you want. However, if you're on the other side to believe there is more than just this, that there is this, infinite within the infinite, then what I'm saying is really hitting you and you're going, man, oh man, please don't let what I'm saying make you feel bad about yourself. Just make it just kind of, huh, okay, I can do that. I can eat some broccoli. I can drink some water. I can go for a walk for 20 minutes a day. I can fall on my knees and pray for half an hour a day. I can do that. You find time to do everything else, don't you? That has absolutely nothing to do with the real reason you're here. How about spending a little time to do something that really is the reason you're here? And when you spend time doing things that are really for the reason you're here, then you begin to really realize the reason you're here. And the reason you're here starts to become relevant in everything in your life. Your job, your relationships, your body, your mind. And you become so full of the reason that you're here that nothing distracts you from the reason you're here. Nothing is worth taking away from the reason that you're here. It's about inertia, everybody. You've got to work hard enough to get that rock over the mountain so it starts to roll down the mountain. And there's even time when you're rolling down the mountain where there's little things that you have to go up and you have to push a little bit. But God Almighty... There is mercy. And when you do the right things, there is mercy. Hard work. Hard work. I say that word to get a response out of everybody. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Because we think of those things as hard work, don't we? I mean, honestly, we really do. You know, We think of those things as hard work. For God's sakes, you're loving yourself. When loving yourself is hard work, Whoa, whoa, we better take a step back. 
When loving yourself is hard work, we've got to start thinking about things. When loving you is hard work, when loving you is hard work, when loving your neighbor as yourself is hard work, we had better stop and think, what truths are we living by? Because that's not the truth. You know, I was, in, I was really um, brought to bring up another aspect of this, and, and it's not about being biblical, but I just, I want you to understand, I want you to have a, this really hit me as kind of funny. It was kind of humorous, but it was so true. It was so full of the truth that I just was like, I got to share this one. All right, we know from the Old Testament, you know, which is a historical book inspired by God, you know, whatever your belief system is, I'm not in a place to be in conflict with that. I just want to give you as a reference point that we were given these commandments, okay? How long ago were we given these commandments? Let's just say a long time, right? Okay? And I don't, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know the Bible, the Bible verbatim, but the point is, is that one of the most important commandments given was, thou shalt not, what? Kill. You can't kill each other. Okay? First lesson within God, you can't kill each other. You're not allowed to do that. This is inspired from God. I got the tablets. My name is Moses. Here you go. First thing is, you can't kill anybody. Okay? We all got that? Okay. How long ago was that? What are we doing every day to each other on some level? You know, I mean, not, obviously we're not, we're not killing each other in that way, but I mean, not in this room we're not, thank God, but I mean, look around the world. I mean, we're doing it all the time, aren't we? We just don't get it, do we? I mean, that was the first thing they said. I found that so humorous. That it's not a matter of this world having an absence of, of the truth. It's an excess of us having our truth that says, I'm going to kill you in the name of God. But every major religious Faith says, you can't kill. So how are you going from, I can't kill, but I'm going to do it because God says I can't? I mean, come on. You know, treat your neighbor as you would yourself, okay? Love everybody unconditionally. You know? It's, it's just, I find it so ironic that we look at this world and we wonder why this world is in such a state of disrepair on so many levels. And, and, I, and I find it's, it's a microcosm of everybody in my practice that doesn't get better. Okay? They're not doing what they're supposed to do. I can't help them if they don't do what they're supposed to do. It's, it's just a microcosm of the whole thing. God can't help us if we don't do what we're supposed to do. He can't. He can't reach us. He can't communicate with us. He can't enlighten us. He can't help us if we don't do what we're supposed to do. How is it supposed to happen? I mean, do you all just expect it to just lightning bolts to come down and, you know, boom, all right, hey, okay, now I'm, now I'm me. Now I'm, now I'm within God. I didn't have to do anything. You know, I, I mean, I agree. Professing your faith or being born again or having a strong religious belief system or whatever, th those are... Those are stepping stones it's the work you do it's the daily work that you do those commandments just weren't given for a day they were given for an eternity and we don't follow any of them as a human as if we look at humanity as a whole we don't follow any of them and instead of focusing on following them we focused on creating judicial systems that protect us from the people that don't follow them and those are based on what? People telling the what? The truth. 
I've said it before. We're silly little animals. We just chase our tails. Everyone wonders why you laugh at the dog when they chase their tails. Oh, look at that dog chasing his tail. Isn't that funny? Look at that dog chasing his tail. You know what? You just better take that finger and go. Because <laughs> anything you find humor in, you're probably finding humor in because it's you. So, how do you come to know the truth? By dedicating your life to believing that your life is about the truth. It doesn't matter what your job is. That job is secondary. Your first job is to be a pupil of God's truth. Period. Whatever you do, you do with that. But that is your first job. And it's your job today. It's your job tomorrow. And it's your job infinite amount of time from now. And if you're not spending enough time at that job, studying it, learning it, thinking about it, if you can't find enough time to get away from this, to do this, you are going to always feel a state of suffering, dissatisfaction, disease, pain. Not to say if you're studying to be that pupil, you're not going to experience some of those things, but there will be meaning in it, growth in it. If you're experiencing it in the midst of doing this, you're not even giving yourself enough time to understand why you're experiencing it. It has no meaning. If it has no meaning, there's no growth. If there's no growth, it's never going to end. It'll continue to come again and again and again. And then you'll start feeling trapped and despair and, and, and disappointed and unfulfilled in your life. And you'll, you know, and you'll feel like there's, there's just, just nothing good about this situation. And you get depressed, develop chronic physical problems and emotional problems. I would love to stand in front of you and say, 10 visits with Dr. Keith and it's all going to be okay. That wouldn't be the truth. I am an inspirer. I am a truth teller. I bring you to a process within your own life that you all have access to because this is not something that you acquire through coming to see me. You acquire this through being a child of God. It is the most important gift that God gives you is the access to this aspect of your life that I'm reminding you of today. If you believe anything you've ever heard in your life, please believe me in this moment. This is why we are here. We are here in a reality that is full of perceptual temptation, wants, dreams, passions, desires, things to touch, taste, smell, feel, acquire. To put all that aside, it's all temptation, to put all that aside and say, the real reason I'm here has nothing to do with any of that. And if I really focus on the real reason I'm here, the truth, all those things will have no meaning. Does it mean you won't enjoy them anymore? Absolutely not. But they'll never be the source of the enjoyment. They'll be something that you have to help you. Not even want to say that. Thank you, God. They're going to be something you have as a result of the work that you're doing. So that way, when you start to get over-preoccupied with, like, you know, your car breaking down or something going wrong with your house, 
You don't go into letting that take you away from taking your time to pray and meditate and take care of yourself and eat good food. You don't, you, you don't let those traumas or those things become distractions because you only have those things because you did this, because you were a good pupil of God and because God has an infinite level of love and gratitude for you, whether you give him any attention or not. That, that's the reason. So it brings you right back to that point of connectedness, saying no matter what happens in all these other realms of my life, this is the reason that I'm here. And I never have a reason to not make this the reason. And if you do that, you'll naturally follow all the Ten Commandments. You'll naturally eat all the right foods. You'll naturally, it'll just all naturally start to fall into place with your life. I'm telling you. It's the same thing I said in Feed Your Soul. I don't eat what I eat. I don't do what I do because I want to look a certain way or have a certain body fat. or you know, All these changes have happened in my life that have taken me from you know, a daredevil, a tree climber, you know, a partier, to a, to a chiropractor, to a spiritual teacher. All of these things have happened because I have surrendered to this truth and I've stayed committed to the work within that truth. And as I've done that, God has just continued to show me, okay, now here's what you're going to do. Now here's what you're going to do. Now here's what you're going to do. To the point where I don't even know what I've said to you all until I hear myself say it a couple weeks from now. Because I do no preparation for this. I got one word coming in to see today. Truth. An hour later, look what's manifested through me. You start to begin to trust what God's doing in your life. You start to trust when God tells you, you need to end this relationship. You need to go in this direction. You need to eat this food. You need to do these things. You need to have this forgiveness. You need to surrender your children. You start to just trust and trust and trust and trust. And then the resistance is gone, and the truth becomes your truth, and your truth is the truth, and it's all good because there's no conflict anymore. And anyone else who doesn't have the same truth that I have, I don't have any conflict with them either. Because I can see where they're at in their truth. And I can see that they're not all the way in the truth. And I can have love and compassion for them and say, God, I, I know what you must be going through because I went through something like that when I was holding on to those belief systems. And I can love them and hug them and be present with them. And they can heal. And I'm not feeling insecure or threatened in any way. Because I know that I'm in the truth, my truth. And if I'm not, I know that too. And I know there's a lesson in that that I need to learn and grow from. And then as I grow from that, I become more within the truth. But it can guide every aspect of your life. Take all your worries and concerns away. But you have to dedicate to that purpose, the purpose. If you dedicate to the purpose, you will get the truth because there is only one God. And the God of all of us will save you from any other truth that you've ever had in your life if you just let God shed some light Thank you.